Our seventh and final reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The gospel of John begins his gospel not at the manger or the stories of angels and shepherds, but at the very beginning of the universe. God is joined by his son. Everything is made through him. He is part of creation. And it's this very son of God that born of Mary becomes a gift of God to the world. Now, we're aware that John the Baptist came before Jesus. He was born to Zechariah and Elizabeth. But John is very clear. He is not the light. He is not the one to look for. Instead, John the Baptist is to prepare the way of the Lord. In fact, twice in the Gospel of John, here at this very beginning chapter, we hear that John's role is to testify to the light, to show people that the light is coming to show people that the light has arrived and to prepare them to be able to see. There's a famous piece of art that depicts John the Baptist, and we'll show it to you here. It shows John the Baptist holding a Bible. You just can't see but the edge of it in his left hand. He's holding a Bible, the scriptures. With his right hand, he is pointing, and just off to the other side of his right hand, you would see Jesus crucified. John's role is to point to the light, to take people to the light, to share the light and make sure people do not miss it. Now, one of the beautiful things that the Gospel of John tells us is that Jesus is the true light and there is no darkness out there ever that can overtake him. He is the true light and the darkness does not overcome him. So what does that mean for us? That Jesus is the light and that John is the one that points to, to testify to the light. You know, in our worship, we have candles that are part of our history, of our tradition. When the acolytes bring the 
Christ, light of Christ in, they light the altar. We light the Christ candle. All of that is to signify that something special is happening, that Jesus himself is with us. Light can be something that shows us not only that something special is happening, but also that the light is the way and the truth. You know, when I was teaching my children about how to start a fire, we had to start small. We had to start with matches. My daughter, Lena, who's now 16 and probably doesn't want me to share this story, took a match against the matchbook and she flicked it and nothing happened because she didn't put a lot of energy into it, right? And that happened a couple of times until the one time where she lit the match and she was so, so shocked by what happened, she threw the match. <laughs> And I told her to try again, and she did. She flicked it, it caught on fire, and she threw it again. We did that a couple of times until my wife found out that we were doing it at the kitchen table, excuse me, dining room table. Uh, she wasn't very happy with that, but in my defense, I am a man. <laughs> my daughter, that was how she learned how to light a match. My son, when we were lighting our own advent wreath at home, got one of these lighters and he was trying so hard to figure out how to light it. There's a child safety latch on a lot of these. You should have seen his face the first time he figured that out. There was an abundance of joy in his mouth. He had the biggest smile, but his eyes look almost devilish, like he was thinking about all the things he could light on fire. <laughs> you know, we can be amazed by the light we can be entranced by it. We can appreciate it. But the light of Jesus is not just something that we can marvel at alone. John and his example is that when we get the light, we testify to it. When we receive the light, we share it. The light that doesn't stand against the darkness, because the darkness cannot overcome it, that light, that is the light worth sharing. That is the light that we are called to pass on. You know, at Christmas, when all that is over and the season after, when January comes, we can pack away the trees, we can pack away the presents, we can pack away all of the trinkets and all of those things. But the one thing that doesn't go away is the light. You know, Christmas comes at an interesting time of the year. On December 21st, sometimes it can be the 22nd, we have winter solstice. The winter solstice, it'll be this Wednesday, it is the shortest day of the year. It has the most darkness of any day. And yet, that is exactly when the church celebrates Christmas, when the light shines the brightest. And you know what happens as we progress through the year? The darkness begins to fade, doesn't it? And the light begins to overtake it. That is the story that we hear today. Even though we started this service with a sense of what could be done for the evil or for the sin in the world, God sends the light. And he bids us to be like John, to take the light we have been given and to pass it on. Amen.